We would like to acknowledge the Yagara people and the Turrbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the land on which we record this podcast today. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. just like hey are you into chicks like straight down the line I'm <laughs> so straight, forward of you such a straight shooter when I want to be hey are you into chicks and you were like yeah yeah I'm bisexual and I said because I've had a crush on you for like three years and you were like oh I've had a crush on you and then I was like and I want to lick your pussy <laughs> <laughs> even <Wow>. more forward <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Keep It In Our Podcast. I'm Sana. And I'm Jessica. And we have another sexy, spicy, amazing episode for you today. This is kind of a pinch me moment a mm-hmm. little bit um, with the guests we have on today. We are interviewing Rosie Rees um, and Ash McDonald, and they are just inspirations to both of us. Um, we've met them at Sexpo, but I had been, you know, fangirling Rosie for such a long time before we officially met. Um, she's just a powerhouse and has so many businesses. She's a sex, mm-hmm. like sex, sex, how would you even say that? Sex She's an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. <laughs> that word. Um, a sexual, sexual and wellness entrepreneur is what she calls herself. She does so many businesses. So many. And I just feel like she's just going to have another 10 soon. Yeah, and she invented Serpy. So everyone who's been following along, mm-hmm. you know, the this, is, this is the founder of Ser- Serpy the Serpent. So, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you want to listen to this episode? Gives, you, we- gives you big tummies, doesn't it? <laughs> does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you haven't listened to that episode, well, yeah, you've got to go back, guys. Um, but we're just so excited to interview both of them and, you know, kind of go a little bit deeper into their relationship. Rosie speaks on a lot of podcasts about her businesses and her entrepreneurship and all that stuff, but their relationship together is so special and kind of the bond that they have is just so deep and connected. And the, the struggles that they've gone through is something that, you know, no couple would want to go through or should have to go through. But um it's just, it's just been a whole journey for both of them and we were just so honoured to interview them and kind of get deeper into about them and their relationship together. So we cannot wait for you guys to hear that. But, of course, before we get into it, we have to do our spoiler the teas. Now, I'm going to do mine first because ah. it's pretty – do you want me to do mine first? <laughs> it's big, guys. This is big. <laughs> and there's probably a reason why um, my lovely, beautiful uh, fiancé is sitting beside me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got engaged. <laughs> now that's why Judy is with us today because um why would your face not be in this episode because exactly. we need your beautiful face here exactly. to announce this amazing thing yeah so it's so exciting um little backstory but it won't go into it too much anyone can ask if they want finer details but it's something we actually had planned for a while before it actually happened it was about six weeks that we were waiting for these rings. We went and spontaneously decided to go design these rings. We didn't really know what we were doing at the time. We're like, are we really doing this? What are we doing? Are we actually, are you sure? <laughs> and we went to design these beautiful rings from the Moissanite company. Um, and it was just such an amazing process. But then we had to wait six weeks and keep it a secret for such a long time. No one knew except us. So it was a yeah. secret that both of us had together for such a long time. Mm-hmm. It was like this special thing that we had together. And then the rings finally came and we we – couldn't even live at work for the last two hours of that day because we were like, how am I going to function? The rings are ready. <laughs> and so we quickly went off to work to go pick them up and we just went down to the water and had like a cute little thing together and put our rings on and voila! Now we're engaged. And um, what did you buy Zana um, on the weekend? Um, the big brownie? The, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I did buy a engagement slash birthday gift. It's a brownie <laughs> from Miss Brownies and you um, can choose like a custom like writing on the top and I chose to write same vulva forever on the brownie. And it had the white best. chocolate vulvas on it as yes. well. <laughs> Which was amazing. Chocolates. If anyone wants to get a brownie, go get it from them. Not mm. only does it look fucking sick, it tastes so good. It's yeah. the best brownie I've ever had in my life. Uh-huh. They did not pay, pay us for this. I'm just no. telling you this because it's so good. <laughs> I so, love that it said same yeah. Volvo forever, though. Yeah. I was like, that is fucking gold. <laughs> yeah, so our spoiler team is pretty large uh, this week because we haven't um, been 
no, we haven't released for a little while now. Mm. I had a week off. So it's been a little while since we released and a lot has happened. Um, I had COVID actually, which is one of the reasons another spill the tea. Yeah. I had COVID and was literally on my deathbed. Finally, COVID got me after three years. I thought I was immune. Turns out I wasn't immune. Um, that was the worst experience of my entire life. Uh, never want to go through that. Never want anyone to go through that. And then we got engaged. Everything was looking great. Life was amazing. And then Judy got this weird virus. And mm-hmm. you got taken out for a week, so yeah. it's been it's been a journey. And then yeah. Jess also got taken out for last week, which is why we didn't release last week. Look, in so, sickness and in health, you guys, you know, God. I had no one looking after me, but you know, <laughs> hey, we were still there <laughs> looking after you. Yeah, you had tender, loving care, twenty four seven. I mean, true, Very lovely. Also, I couldn't even touch Judy because she was literally forty degrees. Yeah, so nasty. I mean, yeah. wasn't a fun time. Not fun at all. But we're we're on the up, and yeah. now we can finally enjoy our engagement. We can tell you guys all about it, which is so exciting. <laughs> and yeah. That's it. <laughs> Pretty Love big announcement. Big spills of tea. <laughs> Cuties. So, yes, now everybody else spill the tea. Yeah. I don't know why she went first because I was like, oh, mine's very, very little compared to yours. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, on on I guess on the topic of like I don't know love. I mean, I'm still haven't found it. But <laughs> we're still did, on the journey. <laughs> I did get offered some free tickets to go speed dating, and originally because I've just moved house, I was just like, fucking no. I was like, I just can't be bothered dealing with mm. this shit. But I was like, no, because if I I'm a yes girl, and I was like, no, I need to say yes because my husband could be there. Yeah, and so I went. He was not there, <laughs> but. <laughs> Actually, a funny story, though, there was somebody there because last time I went speed dating, I got a little bit, like, intoxicated, mm. as in, like, I was, like, three big wines deep, right, and I'm a chatterbox, and then I forgot because in my head, when you go speed dating, you need to fucking tick them, like, as you like yeah. them because you can't remember, and then you will, like, talk to them, and then you think to yourself, oh, yeah, Josh, like, I, I'll remember I like Josh. You don't remember who Josh is by the end of it. You got like 20 guys. So this time I was trying to like keep track, but last time he actually just, I ticked everyone because I was just like, I don't know what to do. And then the guy that organized it was like, no, 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 you can't do that. So I had to sit down with him and try and explain who I liked. And he just tried to match me up with people he think, like thought that I liked. And one of these guys I did not like. No. Anyway, long story short, I had told that guy that I had gone back with my ex, lied to him, and then he was there again. <laughs> I saw him again and yeah. it was super awkward. And he was like, oh, did so you, you get split, back with your ex? Split with your ex? <laughs> no, he's like, so you split with your ex again? I was like, huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super awkward. Oh, no. Super awkward. At the end of that date, he said to me, I don't know how to say this, but he said to me at the end of this like six-minute date, he goes, um, so would you uh, marry lower class like me or do you only go upper class? And I was like, so awkward. What are you talking about? And he was like, lower class or upper class? That's the question. And I was like, I don't believe in marriage because I didn't know what to say because he just was pestering me for an answer. So I just thought the better way to do it was just say, oh, no, I don't believe in marriage. <laughs> and yeah. then he was like, oh. And then it was like, ding, 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 ding. And I was like, okay, oh, bye. Hey, go over there. And then, oh. That's so awkward. It was the most awkward like, conversation. Like, was he asking for a compliment or like, what was he doing there? I don't know. He was acting like he was lower class and like whether I was going to. Choosing really or not. selling himself. Yeah, it was a, it was a very confusing <laughs> conversation for yeah. six minutes, you know, yeah. and then that little ding bell finally went off and I was like, I'm saved. Well, well yeah. I mean, that was a good story. Yeah. That's very good That's story. mine. That was good as yours. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anything could beat an engagement in, 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 in I mean, apart from like a marriage or a baby yes. or something, but that's probably going to be next. So stay tuned. <laughs> it was, um, I think it was really amazing though that it aligned with this episode because Rosie yeah. was, and you'll hear it in this episode, is like Rosie was like a really big part of like Zana's kind of, not coming out with your sexuality, but it was your safe space. Yeah, and I think I think I related to her a lot because you know she doesn't typically present as a lesbian woman. She mm-hmm. is, you know, quite a femme. She's quite like you know sensual. She's quite beautiful, and she's got you know she she looks like a typical kind of well, like well made up woman. You know, yep. that people would look at and not even think that just like oh she's obviously got a husband or got a boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think I really much very much related to her and her experience because I was like, well, this is someone that's like maybe like me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, got this amazing confidence to be herself and create this platform for other women to, or other Volvo owners to go on and to this page, Facebook page, which is Girl Me Girl, which we discuss in the episode. But she created this page that is just so accepting and safe and a safe place for people to explore their sexuality and just even just to chat to other women and be like, are you experiencing the same thing? Like, is this what it's like for you? Like, how has it been for you? Just so people are in the same space and kind of understand each other because a lot of people like we speak about in this episode don't have same-sex relationship role models growing up Mm -hmm. and they don't really know where to go or how to start or what to kind of do. And we have these 
questions in our head, but it's very hard to kind of take that first step. And I think this, this chat was super important and super special to me because she had been such a, you know, an icon for me and such a, I don't know, like a, what do you, I don't know what you call it. Like a voyager. I don't know what you call it. Like she voyaged, like she made the path before me. And then I was like, I can, maybe I can do this too, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty special to be able to get to chat to her and, you know, be friends with her. It's pretty, pretty incredible and weird and amazing experience, but so good. It lines so well with what's been going on with your personal life. So guys, you're going to love this episode. Yes. And, um, Obviously, as we just said, Rosie made the Serpy Cervix Serpent, so you have to go buy one. Um, you can never get them anywhere else. It can only be that one because it's the best one. Mm-hmm. And we just want to say again, thank you, Rosie. Praise be. <laughs> Enjoy the episode, guys. Bye. Bye. so exciting welcome guys we have such amazing guests today we are joined by rosie and ash i mean rosie has been like an icon to me for so long and now ash is kind of you know combined into that into these like <laughs> duo of like superpowers and i'm so excited to interview both and so honored to be able to share the space with you guys before we get into anything though we would love to know your spill the teas for this week okay do you want me to go first yeah there you go. <laughs> so- um okay this was a few years ago this was probably like four years ago and Ash and I had only just got together and it was a beautiful summer day and we were just feeling each other it was amazing I used to just leave all the windows open and we just had like the most incredible sex ever um and I'm very vocal so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I make a lot of sound um Anyway, I forgot to close the windows. Funnily enough, I actually don't like people hearing me. I'm very loud, but I don't like to be feel like people can hear me or whatever. Um, so I forgot to leave uh, close the windows. But after my orgasm, and I screamed the house down, and I was in apartment blocks, so probably everyone could hear me all the time. But anyway, I got a round of applause from my neighbours. No two way! Down. I think it was down. Wasn't oh my it? god! So I was on their balcony. That is gold. I mean, Ash, how did you feel about that? <laughs> you did that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> you're like, like, yeah, like, like, like you. That was me. I did that. I did that. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a serious yeah. skill. Yeah. I love that. Should <laughs> <laughs> you embarrassing or what? Do embarrassing first, I think. So embarrassing. I don't get embarrassed very easily. And it's not that this is embarrassing to me. It was just more like most people would get embarrassed and it was like commitment to my job. I used to work in jewellery and um, we were having, it was around Christmas time, I think, because we were like fighting to meet our budgets and, um, you know, get the top sales person kind of thing. And I was, had just started serving this customer with some diamond earrings and I was like, oh, I really need to go to the toilet, but I just need to serve this customer. I just need to, you know, <laughs> sell the diamond earrings, get my money. And um, I was standing behind the counter and, like, this lady's taking forever. And fair enough, you know, buying expensive purchase. And I was like, this is not going to end well. And <laughs> she picked her earrings and walked around. To, and by the time I got to the register, I was just wetting my pants. I had no – because I'd held it for so long. Oh. And so I served her and finished that. I, I need to go to the bathroom. But then I got into the bathroom and I was like – what do, what do I do? Like I can't just go out and dry myself. I'm going to go back to work for nine hours. So I had to like ring my boss and be like, can you go buy me some pants? I wasn't sure if this was going to be like a poo or a pee yeah, story. No, okay. All right. Cause but, I mean, but, still yeah. traumatizing. That's painful when you yeah, have that so busting painful. as well. But knowing Ash, when you come home, so like sometimes if they need to pee, they need to pee like yeah. straight away. It comes on really quick. So like. I'm like that if I need to poo. If I need to yeah. poo. That's why I was like, this story's giving me flashbacks because when Zana says she's got to go, like she got to go. <laughs> wow. And clearly Ooh. Rosie just found out that story uh, f- for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by the facial reactions. I'm just like, I cannot believe. There's been lots of times where I've, got home and we have big double doors at the front of our house and behind them is our front door and there's been many times I've been so busting I've had to just open those doors and go wee in the garden oh <laughs> my god I mean that's I'm a skill 
Not good skills oh to be able to do God. that. <laughs> but wow. you are committed to your job as well. You're just yeah. like, yeah, well, I got was it, very got committed it. to my job. I wasn't letting that sour go. <laughs> wow. Love it, love it. Did you want to also sh- share the wild story? As you said, wild yeah, embarrassing. I mean, and I was like, ooh. Wild as we get, we're pretty like in <laughs> bed by 9 p.m. kind of. <laughs> but um, oh, two, two, no, a year ago now, um, there was an event in Perth, um, big influencer flown over. And so we were, we were heading there. And I had just started walking again. And so then I didn't want to take my wheelchair because it was like a big glamorous event. So I was like, it's not happening. I'm taking my wheelchair. But we ended up having a really big night, lots to drink. We got home at 2 a.m. and this um, influencer, who's now a friend, had was going on to Broome the next day. And she was like, you should come, you should come. We were like, oh, yeah, we should. And then the more the night went on, the drunker we got, more we were like, yeah, we should go to Broome. And so we got home, we booked flights to Broome at 2 a.m. for the two of us and our, at the time, four-year-old. And leaving at 9 a.m. Oh, my gosh. was at her grandmother's. Um, and oh. then we got the only accommodation left in Broome because it was like peak season and went for three days. Broome is and so wow. expensive as well. Woo. It was the worst flight of our life because we were both so hungover and like my daughter was so excited. It was just, but yeah. It was a good idea at the time, but <laughs> at the morning. But then I'd, I'm not a very good hungover person, so I wasn't happy to chat for a few days, actually. It was like a two-day hangover yeah. too. So yeah. it was pretty intense. But that's just, yeah, about the wildest thing we've ever done. I mean, that's wow. pretty spontaneous. Very cool. spontaneous. Yeah. Wow. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That was epic. <laughs> well, now that we know a lot more about both of yeah, you. Yeah, I know so much more about you guys now. We would love to know kind of how you both met and your kind of history together as well as your individual careers. Like you both have so much going on separately and together. We would love to know, yeah, more about both of you separately and then kind of how you created this amazing bond together. Yeah, so I'm Rosie and I own Yoni Pleasure Palace and Splash Blanket and Yin Body. So I like to call myself a sexual wellness wellness entrepreneur Um, and I just love everything to do with empowering vulva owners to you know love their bodies but you know become really sexually empowered and so I've been on this journey for about nearly 10 years actually I started um Yoni Pleasure Palace in 2014 and then it kind of boomed in 2020 with COVID everyone was at home masturbating which is great (laughs) um so but I met Ash through a friend of a friend, um, someone invited me to a jungle body event, which is like dance fitness. And I just love fitness. And yeah, it, it was, it was right down my alley. So I turned up at the event and I needed the other girl that was, um, dancing on stage and teaching the whole class. So yeah, I just thought I'd be seeing her and that was it. And then Ash got up on stage and I just didn't even want my friend to be on stage. I was like, fuck off, get off the stage. I just want to, like, I just wanted to watch Ash. I didn't know their name was Ash at the time. And I just remember being so smitten, like an instant, obviously an attraction, but there was also like, is she? So at the time, she, she was a she, um, now that they, they, them, non-binary. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh my God, just want to marry this person. Like it was, <laughs> I had no idea they were gay. Cause in my opinion, they looked like a, like a lesbian. Um, <laughs> was just, I don't know. Like you whatever that is. <laughs> A lot less lesbian than I do now, too. So. I know, now you look really lesbian. Um, I don't know, they kind of had abs and cornrows and just fucking like fit and like. Just really, cool. Just really cool. So cool, like so cool. And then, anyway, um, we were introduced, I think, at the end of the class. I don't remember. I was just so nervous. And apparently, you were so nervous. I don't think we said a word to each other. You blacked like, hey. out. They just blacked out. And then um, on the way home, I was like, oh, I just, I want to marry that girl. You know, it was just, yeah, I talked to my best friend about it. But we were both in relationships with men, which we'll talk about soon. Oh, yeah. just, just, just throw that curveball yeah. at the end. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I wanted to marry her, but I was with a man. So I was around. Complicated. Yeah. Complicated. <laughs> we're definitely going to dive into that. Yes. Later, for sure. But we'll get to Ash's story first. Yes, I think. but Ash, your face the whole time, well, you were just, I loved watching your face when Rosie was talking about you then. I was like, oh, this is so lovely to hear. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's cute. 
Okay. Yeah, there's photos from that event with me on stage and Rosie like in the rose doing the class. So it's really cute. Okay, we're, we're going to need to see those. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. No, they're photos. Terrible. They're not videos. I know, but I'm actually so bad at dance. Like I'm not coordinated at, no, like it's bad. <laughs> well, I mean, Ash was keen, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's not for my dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, let's learn a little bit about you, please. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. So I'm Ash. Um, my pronouns are they, them, and that's a pretty recent um, journey that I'm on. Um, but I, what do I do? I work for the Jungle Body, as you've just heard. I started out as an instructor. A friend, actually, the same friend actually said to me, I was doing some boxing classes for fitness, and she said to me, oh, there's um, this Jungle Body training to be an instructor. I'd never been to a class. I'd never even heard of it. Um, she's like, I really want to do it. Would you come along? And I was like, what, to be an instructor? Like I've never even seen it. She was like, yeah, just come along, keep me company, and you'll be great at it. And I was like, all right, sure, because I've like danced my whole life. And so I went along to the um, instructor workshop, and the owner, Tara, who's now my boss slash best friend, um, came up to me after and was like, you need to be teaching. She was like, I need you on board. Um, so, yeah, then I started transitioning from just an instructor into head office. <laughs> Hello. That was not Ash, everybody. That is the dog in the background. Yeah. Um, so then I started um, doing a little bit of choreography here and there, and then I was offered a job as a choreographer for them in 2015. <laughs> it clearly wants attention. Yeah. Once again, that is not Ash. <laughs> and then now I do a lot of the back office stuff, so I keep um, – I assess all the instructors and I – um, yeah, just lots of admin stuff plus choreography. Cool. That's awesome. I actually did, I think, it, I don't think it was actually the main Jungle Body company. I feel like it was some sort of franchise off mm-hmm. it, but I did one of the Jungle Body, or I did a few of them when I was in Sydney, and they're so oh. much fun. It sounds it's fun. So I want to do it. Because I love dancing. It's the best fun. It's yeah. the best fun. And I don't like exercise. I yeah. hate exercise. No. <laughs> I just love to dance. And so when I finished dancing, uh, I wanted something to keep fit, but I went to the gym and I did all these things and I was like, this is awful. Mm. Like, why, does, why do people like this? It's just, <laughs> just, 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 and so, yeah, so found, because I love exercise. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. So when I found the jungle body, I was like, oh, this is just like dancing, but the bonus is I'm working out. So, yeah. yeah. And you got abs from it and everything. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you scored this hottie. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your initial thoughts, you know, when, when Rosie came out um, and, you know, talked to you or saw you? Did you also black out? How did that kind of transition from yeah. blackout? To so now you're together. I knew of Rosie, I knew of her work through this friend of ours. She'd been to um, Rosie's new yoga classes, and um, she was a bit of a fangirl. And so when I found her online, I was like, "Yeah, this chick's really hot." <laughs> and so then when she came to our class, I was just like, I thought she was kind of like a little bit of celebrity. Um, and yeah, we kind of didn't like do anything then for what. Three, three years. Three years. Yeah. Wow. Three years. Yeah. It's a hardcore crush. Well, yeah, we did we crushed on each other from afar. Because I was married yeah. and Rosie yeah. and um or two relationships in that time. But um I didn't want to like crack on when they were married. So I, I kind of kept my distance for at least what well, three years, yeah. yeah. And then it happened uh, like really fluidly with how like yeah, we, we were able to chat. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. I want to know. So, how, yeah. how, so what happened? So obviously you're, you're both in relationships with men and then yeah. had you explored, had you both explored your sexuality before being with a man or when you kind of were with your with your recent partners and then you split, were you just like, this is the time that I want to explore this and then you're just like, bam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I've always said from the age of about 11 or 12, I've always said I was bisexual. I had my space. It was bisexual on MySpace. So MySpace. That's totally wow. Back in the MySpace days. <laughs> yeah. But I always, like, my life dream and goals was to get married and have babies. And back then that wasn't really an option or I didn't know much about it. You know, it wasn't as easy. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I'm meant to be with a man. I'm meant to end up with a man. Yeah. Um, but I still find women very attractive, um, have explored with women in the past kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, when... Rosie and I met, it was kind of like it wasn't just like, oh, I find this woman attractive. There was like this real pull. I was like, this isn't, this is more than just sexual chemistry. Like, this is something pretty special. So I think 
that then turned into me questioning, like, actually, you know, I, there, there was nothing fundamentally wrong with my relationship, but I was like, is that what I want or is that what I've like settled for? Because I thought that that's what I should do. You know, it was like my safe space. So yeah, it started to open up that question. And then when I was really honest with myself, I was like, that's not what I want. And what I, I want was crazy. Oh, wow. and you um, both felt it like yeah. so strongly as well. Yeah. And what about for you, Rosie? How did that kind of transpire for you? Yeah, I mean, I've always been. It's funny. I I always used to have crushes on girls, but not in a sexual way. I just really like. I thought they were really pretty, and I wanted to be like them, or at least have them as my best friend or whatever. But in in looking back, I realized that I actually had girl crush like actual girl crushes on girls in primary school and in high school and had no idea that I really swung that way actually I really wish I had more representation of same-sex couples um back then I didn't know any um so I just didn't didn't even know it was an option um but I've always kissed girls at clubs when I was out partying in my early 20s and all that kind of stuff um, but when it comes to like experimentation maybe just like one or two women and just like a little bit of you know hooking up definitely not I hadn't had a relationship with a woman but it was really strange when I hit 30 I'm 35 now I just something shifted in me and I did just did not want to be with a man anymore I couldn't explain it um, which was obviously hard for my ex-boyfriend because I came to him a couple of times saying, Hey, I have a, a crush on this girl. I really want to explore that with, with her. And he would be like, well, can we do it together? And I was like, no, I, I just, I don't want it to be like a threesome kind of thing. Mm. I just want to go and explore my sexuality on my own, but I also wanted to stay with him. And so I did do that a few times and that actually was a really beautiful experience. But when I reached out to Ash it's three years later, it, it wasn't like a, hey, I want to go and explore and experiment with this girl. Um, it was more like there's something deeper here and actually I'm willing to end my relationship. And and we ha- didn't even have sex, I don't think, for the first three months, um, even though I sort of was tying up the loose ends of my relationship. Um, so it just felt very organic, very natural. I was, uh, but to be honest, I hit on Ash pretty hard. Like <laughs> I, I slid into their DMs and was just like, hey, are you into chicks? Like straight down the line. I'm <laughs> so straight, forward of you. Such a straight shooter when I want to be. Hey, are you into chicks? And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm bisexual. And I said, because I've had a crush on you for like three years. And you were like, oh, I've had a crush on you. And then I was like, and I want to lick your pussy. <laughs> Even more forward. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so it just got more forward. More and more. And you're like, I mean, okay. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And then next minute, like, you're screaming down the house with the windows open. Yeah. Yeah. Now now you're engaged and, you know, have this whole family together. How exciting and how beautiful is that story? It's so beautiful. And I I completely relate to, you know, the threesome situation and how, you know, like partners or male partners kind of, it it almost makes it, they make it about them and it's like it's something that, you know, it's they want to be involved in this experience and you exploring when it actually really has nothing to do with them and there's something you need to do for yourself and they try to kind of include themselves and sexualize that when it's something that, mm-hmm. you know, is so outside of that that yeah. it's just, yeah, it's really incredible that you guys have had that journey and, you know, you've, got, you've formulated this amazing relationship. It was so special. I know. I love hearing stories yeah. like that. Yeah, and I guess you, Rosie, were saying how when you're growing up, you didn't have that, you know, representation of same-sex couples. Is that kind of where the Girl Meet Girl page on Facebook came from? I know you started that in 2019, and it's been around for a few years now. And kind of is this this platform that allows um, women or people who kind of want to explore their sexuality a little bit to meet other people or kind of put themselves out there. I was in the shadows of that group for a very long time. I pretty much, I, I mean, I got married in the start of 2020, my husband left me a month later for someone else. Um, and it was completely rocked my boat. I'd been with them for seven years since I was 19. Um, so it was completely shock for me, but it, I had always questioned my sexuality and it always like, I never really knew. And I don't know if you, either of you had this experience, but it's kind of like you, you don't really know until you try people like say, Oh, but you, 
but like, how do you know? And it's like, so you kind of schedule that into your head and you're like, how do I know? Like, am I just making this up in my head? Does, do other people feel the same? Do other girls like girls this way? So it was something that like I questioned for such a long time and I found your page and I was in the shadows for so long. I was not brave enough at all to share. And I was like, I can't do this, but I like so wanted to meet other women or other girls in the same position. Um, but now like I'm in a beautiful relationship and also engage myself. And I finally posted on that page maybe like a few months ago. And it was the most liberating thing I've ever done in my life. Like to put that out there and be like, I've been sitting here for so long watching all of you share and I've been too scared to do it. And I've finally been able to do that myself. It's like this most, the most liberating thing because coming out and, you know, sharing your sexuality story is very hard and very scary, which is obviously why, you know, you started this platform. So can you share a little bit about why you started it, how it kind of came about and like what your goals are with the page? Yeah. Uh, so I have another page called Yoni Pleasure Palace and it has around 21,000 women in it. So it's huge. And it was really interesting. Yeah. Around two, three years ago, someone was um, posting about like just wanting to explore the woman. And I can't tell you how many hundreds of <laughs> comments on that thread on that post came up. And I thought, well, this is, this group is more about, you know, all encompassing sex menstruation, like everything. Why don't I create a whole separate group for vagina owners who at least identify as bi curious, bisexual lesbian, you know, or, or even um, women in a relationship with a man but who sort of swing or want to um, have threesomes and unicorns and all that kind of stuff because there's just nothing, like, yeah, you can jump on a dating app, but to actually go into a Facebook group because one of the biggest things that came up as a common thread on the post was I don't want to hit on any women because I just don't know if that girl's into girls. And then mm. the truth is, like, you can't really tell other than looking maybe at us that they look <laughs> more queer identifying but I mean people would look at me and not think that I'm maybe outwardly gay and I hate I hate that but yeah um you know you can't tell if a girl is into other girls so yeah that at least you know that when you're posting and sharing in the group that everyone in that space is a little bit gay is a little bit queer and you're not going to get um basically completely shut down like it's it's or shame or shame yeah like I think a lot of women feel like if they ask a girl out or they hit on a girl or just message a girl saying, hey, you're really beautiful, that you're going to get rejected. Um, but the, actually the reality is it's so flattering. Even if, and I do teach the women in Girl Meet Girl to um, say, like, be truthful with your yeses and your noes. Like, it's when you put a post up in the group, you, not everyone's going to, you know, feel drawn to you and it's really, it's a really great space to practice your boundaries and practices, practice your yeses and your noes. Um, whereas if you say maybe DM a girl, maybe it's a little bit scarier because she might be completely straight. You just don't really have it. I think clue. a lot of people as well, um, in like primary school or middle school were shamed around it too. Like I remember being called a lesbian and I was horrified. At so like guy in high school. And I'm like, why was I horrified about that? Like, but it, it was such a big thing back then. Um, and you were shamed for it. So I feel like even joining a group like Girl Meet Girl is kind of just, it's like a first step of just acknowledgement um, and it being such a positive experience rather than, oh, you know, these people are going to think I'm, you know, it's a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. But, How did you guys both grow up? in like, I guess your households and with your friends and families, like, were you both scared to kind of come out and, you know, tell your families and friends that you were going to date each other and like, this is what you're going to do? Or was it just completely natural and, and you didn't really care what people thought? <laughs> Mine was super natural. I, like when I told my best friends, they were like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was there for a while. Like, I was like, oh good. Thanks for filling me in. But, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you could have told me that would have been really yeah. helpful. You've got all this built up yeah. anxiety. My parents, my parents were super supportive. I think um, because I was married, like, and then ended it and it was Rosie, they were more upset about the end of a marriage. You know, I had been with him for 10 years. We had a daughter together. We were married. We'd had a lot of memories. Like our family and friends were very linked. Um, so I think for them, they, they grieved that, but there was never any like judgment or issues with my sexuality. Like my mum, she played softball growing up. <laughs> <laughs> She, she was in tea. Her best friend at the time growing up was a lesbian. So she's not like, yeah, she's fine with that. Um, so I've never really had any shame or any backlash or anything. Mm. So, 
I'm pretty. I it's think good it's, to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rare, rare but amazing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. What about with you, Rosie? Oh, I online. What did that guy call us? Um, something. Something. something he commented on something lesbians, like big lesbians. We were we're like, like, yeah, <laughs> we are. <We're> like what? <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively similar, actually. When I, I didn't necessarily come out. I just said, "Hey, mum. Hey, dad. I'm in love with a woman." And they were like, "Okay." Like it was more. Um, it was a really hard time because I had to end my relationship and I still loved him um so it was it was a very uh hard time across the board and maybe I was like a little confused because I actually always had a a belief that you could hook up with a girl but I probably would never like be in a relationship with a woman like I just that didn't seem like a possibility um you know I've never really thought I could be in a relationship with a woman until I met Ash. So it was a bit of a shock to me how quickly, because it was less than a week that we went from messaging on messenger on Facebook messenger to literally, I think I'm in love with you and I'm going to leave my life partner, you know, so it's my head spinning, but I couldn't hide it from my, my mom. I remember crying on the lounge room floor. She's like, just like, what's wrong? And my ex was literally packing his bags and, you know, getting out the door and and I'm like, and he's, he leaves and I'm like, I'm in love with a woman. And she's like, okay, sweetie, like, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a lot, but, um, yeah, they, they embraced you straight away and my dad and stepmom did as well. Like they're, they're all very open, um, which is a relief. And I think it, it kind of comes from not having super strict religious parents, to be honest. Like mm. yeah, my, my, none of my family are religious. Um, none of your family is religious. So I think that kind of helps. Yeah, definitely. If there are other people, I guess, out there and people on your page that, you know, maybe were like me kind of hiding in the shadows, do you have any like advice for, you know, someone trying to start exploring their sexuality or wanting to just go for it? Do you have any advice for those kinds of people? Well, definitely join Girl Meet Girl <laughs> and you can lurk in the shadows and just watch everyone else. But until you, then once you feel ready, like do a post, share some photos, share, or even if you don't feel comfortable sharing photos or a video is fantastic because people can really feel you. Um, but if not just like writing in the group and just sharing your story, um, everyone in there is, is kind of on the same page really. And, and just so, um, accepting to safe space. It is a safe space. Yeah. And I think like sharing with your friends for start before your family, if that's more comfortable, but then I've heard stories of, girls sharing with their girlfriends and their girlfriends have not been okay with it. And the thing is people in your life can change. Like when it shouldn't be that way, but um, be open to, you know, saying goodbye to some people in your life, potentially, whether that's a family member or a friend, but know that you're going to attract in new people who are going to be in on a more of your um, level and in alignment with you. You don't want old friends around if they don't agree with you or who you're dating. Like that's, that's not okay either. So mm-hmm. I think it's just sharing with the people who you're most comfortable with. Also know like you don't have to rush it. Like I had to rush it because you know, I had a lot of <laughs> moving pieces in, in the dynamic as did you, but if you're just dating and it's kind of nice to just go at your own pace, there's no rush to tell anyone. Yeah, for sure. That's very nice. To um, like practice makes perfect. The more you post or the more you comment, acknowledging how you're feeling and not hiding those feelings. Mm -hmm. I think if you're hiding those feelings or you're, you know, not bringing them out to the surface, it's going to feel shameful and Mm. it's going to get harder the further you go into it. Whereas practicing in little ways um, really helps. I think that's, yeah telling people or commenting or posting and really just throwing yourself into there. The more you do it, the easier it's going to get. And also slide into people's DMs. Like- <laughs> yeah, that clearly works. And say, are you into girls? <laughs> and, and can I lick your pussy? <laughs> and don't be afraid to compliment or like hit on someone. Don't be, don't expect them to reciprocate, but don't be afraid to say, Hey, you're really beautiful. Can I take you out for coffee? Um, yeah. because the worst thing that they can say is, nah, sorry, I'm, I'm straight or no, I'm not, not looking to date at the moment or, or whatever. Like get okay with rejection. Yeah. It's okay to be rejected. It's, it's a sign that that's not the right person for you. And, um, yeah, I, I just think 
if you if you fancy someone, because I get so many women DM me saying, oh, I'm crushing on this girl, just go for it. You never yeah. know what can happen. It's so interesting though as well, because it's in heterosexual relationships or in, you know, straight relationships, like guys hit on women all the time oh. in the bar and you might be like, oh yeah. no, I'm not interested. I have a boyfriend, I have a partner, but it doesn't, it's never anything serious when you just, when it's like a, a heterosexual relationship, yeah. but for some reason, there's just like this scariness mm. around. They slide a DM, yeah. DMs all the time. But really it's co- like so complimentary. If a woman came up to you and said that you were super beautiful, you'd be super complimented. You'd just be like, oh, sorry, I'm just not into it. I'd but- be so flattered. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, what? Exactly. That's where a lot exactly. of people get caught up. They don't know whether they like they're complimenting them from a friendship point of view because I guess it's that like cliche of girls in the bathroom telling each other how beautiful they are or whether it's something a bit more than that. But that's just going to come with with flow and with chat. I think you can see where it's heading pretty quickly. Like if they're in, yeah, I don't know. If they're inviting you to go shopping, it's maybe not like (laughs) are you into chicks? Yeah, just go straight in. Straight into pussy and then you'll find out real quick. Would you ever do? So great. Oh, so good. Oh, thank so you so good. much for sharing. Like, I just love hearing like stories like this because it's just it's so beautiful mm. to hear and watch. And you guys are in such a beautiful, like, loving relationship now. So, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so thank great. You. Um, Ash, I wanted to bring up. So, at the beginning of the episode, you kind of mentioned a little bit about before you went to Broom that you had some trouble walking and that you were going to bring your wheelchair and you didn't want to bring your wheelchair. So, you've got a few kind of health battles that you're going through at the moment. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So in the beginning of 2021, February, um, it all started right, uh, was actually my birthday. Um, We got engaged on my birthday. Um, We were in lockdown. It was the first day of Perth's like one and only lockdown. Um, (laughs) All time, my 30th birthday, like everything's cancelled, had plans to propose, so you had to reschedule. Um, but about four days later, I woke up, um, and I couldn't feel both my legs and I've got poor circulation. So it's not like completely something that would just wake up. And I was like terrified. I was just kind of like, Oh, that's odd. But it kind of came back. And then about a week after that, it was Valentine's day, two weeks later. And, um, I'd started just getting this really bad hip pain, um, that I, we thought was a pinched nerve and that it would get better. Um, wasn't getting better. It was kind of getting worse. And then I was getting really heavy in the legs. Um, and then I developed a really intense nerve pain in my left quad. Like, it got to the point where Ash couldn't even walk Kenzie 200 metres down the road to school, at, like at all. Yeah. And the nerve pain, like the heavy legs, I still thought it was a pinched nerve. So I was like, something's trapped and things just aren't moving right. But the nerve pain in the front of my leg was like excruciating. So, like, I've given birth drug-free, would rather do that again than ever have this pain. It was horrific. Um, And so we went to the doctor to get um, to see what it was, and he was like, I'll give you a referral for an MRI, but if it gets – so I was sitting on the table, and he lifted it up, and he said, hold it up, and it just fell. And I was like, that's really odd. Like, why can't I control my leg? He said, if the pain gets any worse or the weakness gets any worse, go to the hospital. That was on the Friday. And on the Saturday, by the time I got home from training, I couldn't walk. I was bent over, couldn't have anything touching my thigh. So I had to like roll my shorts up. And Rosie's like, that's it. We're going to emergency. Um, that night, so it was a Saturday night. We went in very, very lucky that there was a major uh, car accident somewhere in Perth. And so they had to call in the radiographer because normally they don't do MRIs on a Saturday night. So he said, I may as well do this patient while I'm here. Um, and yeah, the, um, the emergency doctor did a few tests, did the MRI, um, and then it came back as a lesion on my spinal cord. So inflammation on my spinal cord and they came in pretty much. I just remember him crouching down on the floor, looking up at us going, this could be MS. He, yeah. He and said, this is transverse myelitis. And we were like, what the fuck's that? Yeah. What's that? And it's like it could be caused by multiple sclerosis. And because at that point we still thought we, on the way into hospital, we were like, after this, we'll go and get a beer around the corner. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. We're going in. I don't know what I thought that was going to do for a pinched nerve. Like, give me some painkillers and then we're going to go. But, I, yeah, I didn't leave for four weeks. <laughs> wow. wow. Four weeks. God, they gave yeah. me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then 
So what's happened now? So I actually don't really know the treatment much for. Yeah. Did you ever deal with that in ICU? Not a whole, not a whole lot. Not not MS yeah. much. So why were you in hospital for four weeks? Were they just doing like medication management, physio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next day I had a lumbar puncture mm-hmm. um, to basically get the ball rolling to confirm MS. Yeah. Um, By that stage, both their legs were numb. So both legs were numb. I couldn't pa- walk, like, actually paralyzed. go to the toilet. I had no um, feeling in my – everything from my belly button down was completely paralyzed. Wow. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I had a lumbar puncture the next morning and then they started um, – IV steroids, really strong steroids, for had that for four days. And then I went down to the theatre and they put this giant antenna in my neck. It yep. came all the way down here. Mm-hmm. And every second day I was hooked up to this big machine that basically took my blood out, washed off the antibodies and put my blood back in. Um, and, yeah, and plus physio and all that sort of stuff. So by the time, within a couple of days I had my right leg was back, pretty wow. much back to normal. Um, and then within about a week and a half, I'd started to get feeling in my foot of my left leg. Um, but still between my ankle and my hip, I have no feeling in my left leg. Still to this day. Yeah. You've gone from wow. such a big dancing kind of yeah. background as well to like now very restricted. Yeah. I'm sure like you're not dancing anymore. You mentioned you were doing kind of like an admin role. Yeah. I'm still right. dancing. I'm still, I'm, I'm pretty much. There's not much I can't do now. So I That's wear a great. foot brace yep. um, because I can't lift the front of my foot up myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm not wearing shoes, my foot just drags. But in my shoes, I'm basically back to normal. It's a little bit clunky and I still can't lift. Like I can't bring my leg up this way. Um, it's not strong enough yet. But I, I don't doubt that I will get there. Um, just to see how far you've come, like obviously seeing your partner become paralyzed literally overnight, I was like, what is happening? Yep. Is my partner going to be in a wheelchair for life? Like what, because some people yep. don't get the luck that we had in that 24 hours of getting them to hospital that we had. And so seeing Ash not be able to move one meter from the hospital bed to the toilet yeah. without a walker or me, I just broke the, I broke down. I was like, yeah. so transverse myelitis is really rare. It's like one in every million or something. Well, that's probably why we haven't looked. I was like, have you looked after that? I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, it's really rare. Um, And it can be caused by, so it's less rare in people who have MS or some other kind of immune function. So basically it's the result of your, um, it could be like a virus. It could be um, some kind of anything entering the body and basically your body overachieves and attacks it, but it also attacks your spinal cord. Wow. Um, and it can occur anywhere in the body. And because it's so rare, it usually means that the doctors don't get on to treatment as soon as possible, um, which, yeah. Mm. But I, we were so lucky, the things that fell into place, the emergency doctor taking me seriously, because he could have just sent me home. Yeah. He could have just been like, oh, you'll be fine, go home, come back if it gets worse. The, uh, the radiographer, um, and they had had a case of transverse myelitis about six months earlier, which is unheard of in the same hospital. Wow. wow. So it was on their radar as well. Yeah. Yeah, they knew. Wow. So as soon as they saw it the night, I went into hospital. They were like, this is what it is, and you're going down for steroids and plasma exchange tomorrow. Wow. And as of yesterday or the day before, Ash just started running. So we go to the no gym. Way. We both joined the gym at the start of this year, even though our neurologist said, don't bother going to the gym, it's not going to help. Like as soon as we got you on a treadmill and having the safety of the handrails, like you were walking around, but to actually – get on a treadmill, get the um, muscle memory of just walking. Yeah, the repetitive. I know that but the, the neurologist would say you're better off going for a walk outside to practice on different terrains. And But I just knew in my head I needed like that repetitive. I needed it to be flat. I needed to know that the floor's not moving. I'm not going to fall. I've mm. got the handles. So they went for a run. That's like, amazing. It is so amazing. Um, it's yeah. crazy. Like, I mean – however many months ago before this started, you wouldn't even think of even taking your body for granted like that. It's just like it's such a wake-up call to all of us to just take our body, like enjoy our bodies and Mm -hmm. love our bodies for how they are and stop worrying about little like tiny things that don't matter because anything can change in an instant. And you are so positive and so inspiring that like I'm sure that it's been a very, very hard journey for you, but you seem like you kind of are just – okay with it and it's like something that you're just going to deal with now and it's part of your life and you just have yeah. to figure out how to deal with it 
And that, yeah, that's exactly how they are. Bloody amazing. <laughs> that's bloody yeah, amazing. Everyone like, around me was like, when I went into hospital, everyone around me was losing their shit. And they were like, <laughs> I was like, okay, we're just going to like buckle up and do what I've got to do. It was interesting wow. though, six months later when you started to crash, you know, I was able yeah. to hold I crash, but like we just, yeah, I, I've obviously just, processed it and it hasn't just been like, Toxic positivity. Went down eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do ride the highs and lows. Like there's some days, like I, I do have a chronic illness. So there's some days where I just need to sleep or I just need to rest in front of the couch. And then there's some days where I have lots of energy and they don't always fall on the days that you need to have lots of energy. So I'm still riding those highs and lows of my new life. Yeah. But all in all, I'm like, it is what it is. And I'm very lucky that I'm walking, that I have, like, I don't need to feel the leg. Who cares about that? Like, I'm still doing things. I'm still up and moving. I'm very lucky that I have an amazing supportive partner and we have a very good life that, and I don't work a nine to five, like, in retail that I would have had to give up my job and all that sort of thing. I've still been able to work. My my boss and my um, job have been very accommodating. Um, and, yeah, I was just kind of like, I just, like, there's no point in me dwelling. There's no point in me, you know, sitting at home feeling sorry for myself. That doesn't help yeah. anybody. Well, stress like, does horrible yeah. things to your body, to be honest. Like stress is just not good for the body. So I think just being yeah. calm, yeah. collected, you know. It's, it's hard to even get into that headspace. Like you don't hard. know how you're naturally going to react to something, but you, yeah. you've obviously. She was on a high with the yeah. engagement. She was yeah. like, she's like, I can do this. You, know? <laughs> you just have engaged. She cries to the lowest of lows in, yeah. in two weeks. Yeah. Also, I, I also look at it as a positive in like before I went into hospital, I had way less like followers and influence and, um, you know, I've got a story to tell. I've got people to, to help, you know, now I've got a lot of people reach out because I use the hashtags of transverse myelitis and like my sister's going through this, you know, what did you do? So I'm very grateful that it's kind of given me a bit of purpose in that I can help educate people around, MS and, and transverse myelitis, but also what disability might look like. It doesn't always look like somebody sitting in a wheelchair who can't get up. It doesn't always look like, you know, what people assume. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can be invisible to our yeah. eyes. That's why we've got to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. That's so incredible. You should yes. be super proud of yourself. That's like just an amazing way to take something that's happened to you and turn it around into something so positive. It's really amazing. We have learned so much yeah. about the both of you. <laughs> and that's exactly why we wanted you on the podcast. We just wanted to know about each, like each of you individually and how you guys came together. And I just think yeah. it's such, you guys are like each so beautiful and just so amazing. Yeah. And it, together you're just like, what did you say before? Powerhouse. Powerhouse. <laughs> yep. That's what you are. Would you give any advice to anyone else, I guess, going through a similar health battle or one of their, like, you know, them themselves in a relationship or their partner's going through something, what advice would you give kind of in those early stages of that and how to kind of, I guess, maintain that stable relationship? Because it's, it's something that really rocks relationships as health, health issues like this. Yeah. Um, I think like on a personal note for them or even for the partner, I think gratitude is the biggest thing that I learned through this. Like I'm very grateful for what I do have rather than focusing on what I don't have, because I think you can very quickly spiral if you're focusing on, I can't feel my leg and now I can't do this. And now I can't do that rather than being like, I can walk and I can do these things. And I, yeah. So gratitude's a huge thing, but in terms of relationship, I think, um, I don't know what just, I mean, it's. I think you've got to understand that you're both on a different um, emotional kind of wavelength. Like Ash was going through certain things. I was also going, because it's not just Ash going through it. It yeah. was me as well um, holding the fort sometimes at home and I had to step the fuck up in all aspects of my life. I had to start, um, you know, picking up Kenzie from school and dropping off and doing um, making lunches and just like, literally doing everything around the house because Ash was in a wheelchair for six months and we, we didn't, I didn't know if they were going to get out of the wheelchair or what was going to happen. Um, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of unknown. And so the partner also goes through an, an emotional roller coaster alongside their partner. And I think it's at the end of the day, just having compassion for each other. Yeah. Um, I think Ash being so positive and having that just a, such a resilient mindset mm. the 
whole way through. Like, yes, you had a few rocky ups and downs, um, but you being resilient, but also when you crumble, I had you, you know, and vice versa. I think also acknowledging that your partner is also going through it with you. I think a lot of people can get really bitter and really like, you know, why are you, you know, I could have very easily been like, well, why are you crying? Like, Mm. you can still walk. Like, this isn't happening to you. Rather than being like, baby, we're going to be okay. Like, we're good. We've got, you know, it was the very simple things that I missed and that I didn't know if we were going to be able to do ever again was just jumping in the car and going to a cafe or walking the dog together. Um, that we couldn't do any of that. All of a sudden we had to look at every surface that we went on to make sure it was wheelchair friendly. And like, it it was just, I had to read my nerve. I went into a bit of a breakdown uh, because I was managing the companies that I own as well. And it was boom time um, in my businesses. And so it was managing just everything. Um, But we, I think at the end of the day, we just, we just had each other, we had compassion for each yeah, other. We're a um, we we worked through a lot of. We've gone to some really really dark places, and we had to change some certain things around our relationship. But you know, we're we're all back on track, and yeah, it's it's such a journey. Yeah, it's a full journey, a bloody mm-hmm. incredible journey. Look where you are it's now. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is next for you guys in you know in the next few years, twenty twenty three? Do you have big goals, big plans? What's coming? Well, we're going to get married. Yay! Yay! <laughs> So that's, we've just found the venue that we like in Perth. So that's happening. Amazing. Um, Yes. And uh, we're renovating the backyard. Like that's a big thing. You know, maybe we might have a baby. See how we go. Oh. Um, Yeah. Maybe we'll birth another business. Another business. <laughs> like we have too many. <laughs> yeah, no time for more businesses. <laughs> we make time. I know. I mean, you, like baby and business. You're such an entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah. how that's going to work, but I'm sure you'll make it work. You'll make it work. <laughs> I think our goal like for the next year is just to really enjoy life. Like, I'm taking a break from coaching. Um, I coach little kids in dance at Calisthenics. Um, so I'm taking a break from that for 12 months. We've got a bit of like, travel goals we want to do and just having fun and enjoying life um post covid because i think for, like everyone's been in it you know yeah. for two years um yeah. yeah we've had you know covid plus a disability like it's been we just want to have fun, <laughs> yeah, have fun. that's fair just have mind blowing <laughs> orgasms with the doors open and the windows open <laughs> Yeah. Keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. More, yeah. That. Yeah. more neighbours cheering. Yeah, yeah. It's more awkward now because we know Alex. Yeah, well, so no, our like, neighbours are beautiful families. We don't want to do that to them. Oh, okay. You need to start like, I don't know, Gagner or something so she keeps quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's like, yeah. maybe. I love Rosie's face. She's like, yeah, yeah I'll do that. <laughs> well, thank oh, you so thank much you. for sharing your time with us. We've absolutely loved yes. every moment. Yes. Where, where can everyone find yeah, you? Where yes. can they find you? Uh, so my account's usually shadow banned, so you have to type it out in full. It's rosie.reese, so R-O-S-I-E dot R-E-E-S, and yoniplasurepals.com is where you find all the good stuff. Yeah, all the very, stuff. very good stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very, very good stuff. Nana's <laughs> so very really addicted to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this, the cervix serpent is the best thing that's mm-hmm. ever been invented in, you know, the the history of the world, so yeah. thank you. Every <laughs> episode it gets a mention and finally we're talking to the founder of it so i mean wow (laughs) thanks guys oh it's such an honor i love that toy honestly i remember literally drawing because people ask me do you actually design these i I draw it i'm the worst drawer ever um but i draw it out and i put the little texture on there and how big i want this size to be and this size and then i just send it to my supplier and i'm like make it happen that's insane. I mean, Ash, we're going to get to your socials in a second, but I just have to just have to go back to this. How do you know where on earth the curve goes? Where on earth everything is in the exact right spot? How how on earth did you know that? Did you test them first? Yeah, we do get sent a lot of like prototypes, but I just basically I create what I like, mm. and uh, that's so that's like so um, biased. What, what people have asked for as well. What? Well, yeah, I do now. take requests, but like the cervix serpent, there was already something similar like that out there. But then I just created it a little different and, you know, made some tweaks that I feel like it needed. And um, now and now people copy my work, which is annoying. Like everyone should just be a little bit more authentic and original with when it comes to that. But at the same time, it's fluttering. You know, people are obviously love it. Um, oh, yeah. 
So it's just like, what has worked for me? What requests and feedback do I get from our beautiful customer base? And then I just, like, I've got a new one coming out that you're probably going to love. Very similar, but a bit different. Oh, Ooh, you are going to love it. to get my hands on that one. Oh, you just <laughs> made it a, a, like a personalized, like, you know, yeah. dildo and you're like, it's just like so great. <laughs> yeah. Change lives, maybe. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Name it designer. I don't think you'll be able to say that, though, so it might be a bit difficult. <laughs> All right, Ash, let's get to you. What are your socials? Where can we find you? My Instagram is the handsome mum. Love it. Love it. And it's mum, M-U-M? M-U-M. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Thank well, you so much. Get on their socials immediately. Yeah. Stalk them like crazy and get an OG yeah. cervix weapon. No fakies. Yeah. We don't know. We're no fakies. We no. want the OG. <laughs> OG, please. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for having us. It's been such an honor. Such an honor. Bye. 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 Bye.